Welcome to the Victor Collins Sabre podcast. We pray the Holy Spirit will speak to you and stir you up as you listen to this anointed, transformative, and down-to-earth teaching by Bishop Collins. Discover how God can change your life and ministry forever. Enjoy the message. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wonderful. Are you excited to be around this morning? We are counting down, isn't it? Yeah, so just a quick message. You can go home, eat, cook up, rest a bit, and come back at nine. All right? So let's pray. Father, thank you this morning. Speak to our hearts like never before. In Jesus' name, amen. Give Jesus another big hand clap. You may be seated. Proverbs chapter 20. I know gone are the days where um, church members used to follow what the pastor says. Yeah. Now church members, they do what they want to do. <laughs> so I know some people are waiting to come in the, in the night. They say, I ain't able to go to Samaria and go back home and go back in the night. So I'm going to go one time. <laughs> Be careful you don't drown. Be careful you don't fall into something that you can't handle. In the, in the days of the Bible, what we will probably now call control is what used to happen where the people were led by God through a man. Are you with me? Now in our modern days, everything is turned upside down. Is that how we say it in Creolese? Upside down. Even though it's not correct English, but that's Creolese. Everything now is upside down. No, people don't follow what the pastor says anymore. People don't follow what the word says anymore. People follow what they want to do. Which is fine as long as you stand before God and give account of your actions. That's fine. Are you with me? But those who understand the word and know how we have to work with God, you don't have to forget that that is how it's done. That when he says we are going, we are going. When he says we are, we are not going, we are not going. That's how it is. These days, everybody is rebellious. From marriage to church to school, everything. Wives don't listen to husbands anymore. Children don't listen to parents anymore. School, the ch- students don't listen to teachers anymore. In fact, students don't like teachers anymore. It's very, very fantastic. All right? But if you, can, if you can stay close to what God is saying to be a blessing to your life, can I have an amen? And so Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 6, my message this morning briefly is a faithful man who can find. All right? Most men, most, as a large number, a good number of men, we can say 95%, most, most is quite a large number. Most men will proclaim everyone his own goodness. But a faithful man who can find. So that's the title of my message. A faithful man who can find. Every, most men, most men, most people 
will never give in to their faults and their mistakes and their shortcomings. They will even find fault in you who is trying to correct them or pull them up. That's what the first part says. But a person who is faithful, who you don't have to correct or pull up or, or whatever, or ups up, is it ups, 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 you can't find. You can't find. We are closing a year and we are starting another year. I want you to reflect and see whether you are part one or part two of this verse. Have you been faithful in 2023? Were you consistent? Were you trustworthy? Could God depend on you? Could God trust you? Could God rely on you in 2023? So what happened to the next year? Is it, are you still going to give God the same? Or are you going to change? Most men proclaim everyone his own goodness. You see when you try to correct people and, and try. Yeah, I know. I know. I know but. I know I understand but. You are right but. Every man will proclaim their own goodness. There's a way that we have grown to be defensive of our bad actions. As if, and, and the person who tries to make it known and clear, that person becomes a bad person. And I was saying earlier in the first service that, you see, the, the author behind, for the first time in my life, I came to understand Second Chronicles chapter 20 and verse 20. Yeah, go, get, go show me a revelation there. And if you like, read from chapter 1, verse 1 of the chapter 20 and get to verse 20. Then you realize that King Jehoshaphat needed a church member to prophesy to him. Yeah. Jehoshaphat and the whole of Judah, they were praying. Then God used a church member, a Levite, to prophesy to Jehoshaphat that the war that the people who have gathered against him, he shouldn't be afraid. He will fight his battle for him. So when they gathered and they were going on their way, then Joseph said, do you remember the prophecy? Believe in the prophecy and you shall prosper. That's the context. That's the context of this. A church member prophesied to the king, which doesn't happen these days. Then it happens, you say, oh, what? who is she to prophesy? Please take the Old Testament from your Bible, take it off, and use only the New Testament. You should read it and see. For the first time in my life, Second Chronicles 2020, I said, oh, so this is where it came from. It came from a church member prophesying to the whole king. Church member. Not a priest. Church member. One of the small boys around. So on their way to the war, then he, in verse 20, tells the people that remember the prophecy. Believe in God, you shall be established. Believe the prophecy that came and we shall prosper in this fight that we are going to fight. The, the king took the prophecy serious from the church member. 
It is based on that that he went to war and, and, and succeeded. Are you listening to what I'm saying? And so, we, we, we don't like shortcomings. So, so, Proverbs, if you look at Proverbs 20 verse 6, where we are going back, you see that the, the, the man who um, the Proverbs, the writing of the Proverbs has been attributed to is King Solomon. Do, do, do you know that? I mean, if you know that, it's King Solomon who wrote the, the book of Proverbs. If you start from Genesis, would you know who wrote what? That's what Bishop Boko used to do. Uh-huh. Who wrote Genesis? Who wrote Genesis, uh, Francis? You don't know? Ah, you see, you need legs. Who wrote Genesis? You don't know. Stand up. Who wrote the book of Genesis? Stand up. Who wrote the book of Genesis? Moses. Clap for her. Give everybody a slap. Give all of them slaps. It's Moses who wrote the book of Genesis. Should I continue with my quiz? All right. Let me see that. So, it's Solomon, King Solomon, who wrote the book of Proverbs. Josh, I hope you knew. You're sure? Okay, next time I'll come to you with a question. <laughs> this is a, a king. He was a king of Israel. We all know that he had 700 wives, isn't it? And 300 girlfriends. So that's 1,000 women he had. Now, when you read the part of Genesis where Jacob married Rachel and Leah, the Bible says that when they were given to him, their father gave them maids also. So in the olden days, when you marry, if you're a Jew in the Jewish culture, you are given a house help. Am I talking to somebody here this morning? Because they knew that going to marry as a young lady is not easy. When you give birth, you need a hand. You see, that's why you see, when you see those people who give birth. That's why we try to put some things into your head. When you give birth, it doesn't mean that you should you should be you should relax. Praise the Lord. Because they knew in those days that it wasn't easy to be a housewife and have a child and and take care of a man and all of that. And so the culture demanded that the woman, Kechi, goes to marriage with a house help. So when Sharon wants to go go out with Kechi, you don't have to worry about babysitting. Babysitting is a major problem in this life. You can ask G, he'll tell you. Yeah, there's no granny. No, you have been taken into marriage, so there's no granny there. So if we look at that culture, Solomon married 700 women, which means that if each of them had a house help, it means what? Times two, that's 1,400 people in his house. Uh, who, who is a man here? Who calls himself a man here? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Then the three girlfriends. Who are official girlfriends? He said, there are some girlfriends who people don't know about. And there are some girlfriends that people know about. That's the concubine. Official girlfriend. There are 300 of them. 
And I think that because they were Solomon's girlfriend, they also had some help. Because it was almost like a registered partnership. How do, you, how do we call it here? There's something new we call it. Come on, Lord. Come live with me. So that is, even if you say 1,000 by 2, that's 2,000 females. It wasn't a choir. It wasn't a church. The man's girlfriends, wives. One man. Can you imagine the money he needed to take care of this 2,000, at least this 2,000 women? Then imagine the accommodation he had in place. A whole housing scheme. That, that's a man. No, you who can even put up a woman. <laughs> then, his, the people who used to clean his house, people who used to cook his food, people who used to take care of the animals, the sheep, the goats, the horses, the people who used to bath him and bath the princess, Charlie, Solomon's house. He dealt with people. Can we agree that Solomon is somebody who has a good experience with people? Can we, can we agree with that? Different people. And, and, and even if you, have, if you have three children, right? Gabriel, Israel, Ephraim. They all have different characters. So if you have 2,000, or let's say the original ones was 1,000, 1,000 women, everyone will have a different character. And so one of the bad things is to be able to manage these people successfully. And he couldn't because at a point he followed some of them to go and worship idols. Because when a woman cries, if you're a man, you're not a strong man. You, you follow the woman when she's crying. You follow the tears. Right. Do, you do God walk? So he, yeah, he needs, he, he, if it was, you see, you, see, you see how modern day women are punishing? That, that's why you can't be, you can't be a housewife. The best of women is a housewife. Yeah. yeah that, that, that's, 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 that's my. The best of women is a housewife. A housewife is a very big walk. The, the housewife is a, you see, housewife, there's no closing time. If you work at GRE, there's a closing time. You go eight, you close at five. Then you come and continue the housework. These days, women struggle even more than before. <laughs> so, this same man with his experience made this statement. If you go to the New Living Translation, or maybe the... Uh, um, W-E-B. Had the W-E-B. <laughs> the W-E-B, which is the World English Bible. The Orthodox version. We have the Ecumenical version. We have the Catholic version. And then you have the Orthodox version. The Orthodox version says that many men claim to be men of unfailing love. 
They claim to be men of unfailing love. Yeah. Unfailing love. But who can find a faithful man? The New Living Translation says what? Many will say they are loyal friends. But who can find one who is truly, truly reliable? Who is, who is really, really reliable? And I'm saying that the person who made this statement is the wise King Solomon who had experience in dealing with people. And he realized that as many as he deals, as long as he deals with people, the people don't, ag- people don't agree, people don't, people don't uh, uh, admit, people don't say, yes, I was wrong and I'm sorry. People try to answer back and, and talk back and say things. Everybody says something good about their own selves. So he said, you know what? By experience, I have realized that for somebody who is very reliable, who is truly loving, it's very difficult to find somebody like that. And my message to you this morning is that can God rely on you truly? Can you call yourself a truly reliable person where God is concerned? It's a good moment to reflect. I'm preaching for, I've almost finished preaching because we are coming back tonight. So I want you to go and eat, cook up. And come back. Yeah, if you don't have cook up, don't worry. Just, just hang around. We have trees around here. <laughs> I'm closing in the next 15 minutes. Yeah. Who can find one who is truly, truly, everybody says they are reliable, but who can find someone who is truly reliable? Truly reliable. All the year through, have you been reliable? Have you been, how how often have you disappointed God and disappointed the church? How have you disappointed yourself and disappointed others? Are you truly reliable? In a church of many people, you definitely find people who you cannot truly rely on. If you have not been reliable, let me tell you that God is looking for people of that caliber. Revelation chapter 2. I think it's verse 10. For none of those things, give me the New Living Translation. Don't be afraid of what you are about to suffer. The devil will throw some of you into prison to test you. You will suffer for 10 days. But if you remain faithful, even when facing death, I will give you the crown of life. You see, many people don't know that. Number one, there's going to be a major divide when you die. Like the rich man and Lazarus. When you die, you go to the right or you go to the left. You go to heaven or you go to hell. That's what happens when people die. But in heaven or hell, there are also levels yeah. You can't expect your uncle who didn't do anything bad, but he was just a drunkard. You don't expect him to be in the same place with Adolf Hitler. Oh, no. No, it's like prison. There, there, are, there, there, there are different sessions. There are high, high what? High security, maximum security prison. There are prisoners who are just walking around and weeding and cleaning gutters. 
because they are not considered to be, uh, they, are, they are actually on parole, they are actually going in the next few months. In the same way, heaven is like that, hell is also like that. In heaven, there's a crown called the crown of life. It's not a beauty queen crown, not Miss Guyana Universe crown. You don't have to show your bobby and show your whatever and to win it. This crown of life is given to people who are faithful unto the end. Because it's not very easy to find people who are faithful to the end. People who are the, the way they are before marriage, when they marry, they are the same. You can't find people like that. It's not so common. People who, when they don't have children, the way they are, when they have children, they are the same. It is not very common. People, when they go through seasons and the changes of life, they remain the same. It is not common. And so, there's a price for anybody who qualifies. Because in a 100 meter race, everybody runs. But it's the only one person who gets a gold. Because it's not very easy to win. A faithful man who can find. Yes, you have to understand, and I want you to understand this morning that to find someone who is reliable is a very difficult thing. But you have to try because there's a crown for it. In heaven, we'll be wearing crowns. In heaven, we'll be wearing crowns. I'm telling you, the crown that people like somebody like Billy Graham, Billy Graham, we know what Billy Graham did. Somebody who didn't speak in tongues, who was not baptized by the Holy Ghost, didn't speak even one syllable of laba, laba, laba. I am sure what he will get. Many Christians won't get. And people fail to understand that. When you go to heaven, that's just one. Then there will be rewards for the things you have done. And there are fixed crowns that people will get. There's a crown that will be given to people who are so winners. And when we get a time, we'll go through all those things from the Bible. There, there, there are crowns that will be given in heaven. For many people, they are saved and they are happy they are going to heaven. But heaven is not like it. It means that if there is ever a zongo, you know a zongo? What do I say? If there's ever a poor place in heaven, that's where you are going because you are not carrying anything with you but your salvation. Ghetto, low income. In, in fact, you, you sleep in a hammock under a shed. <laughs> you sleep in a hammock under a shed. <laughs> in a banab. Yeah, touch your roof. That's where you're going to stay. Because the only thing you entered heaven with is your salvation. Nothing else. I tell you, are you sleeping? You sure? Are your eyes hurting you? I thought your eyes were closing. Are you with me? So understand that faithfulness. When you were not married, how you still be in church? That's why it's important you are back dancing. That you won't say, now I is a big woman. I got big things I can't shake on stage. You ask me, teacher, if you can't shake things on stage. That's why it's important. That you are back there. Because what you do when you are not married, what you, what you do when you don't have children, most of the time, when you get into that phase, you change. Yeah. Now you, you, you now begin to think about the child that God has given you, who, the child who God can also take away from you easily. Oh. 
You get a nice job. The season of your life has changed. Now you too, you have changed. I said, this morning, G changed right in front of me. This morning, G transformed. Metamorphosized. Yeah. Jeremy, were you not there when he transformed? Into a different creature? Adun, were you not there when he transformed? I, I had to take you and put you in my counter. Because G transformed. I preach about you the first service and I'm repeating in the second service. Transform. You see how people transform. You see how people like Sister Charlie, they'll never leave the house without their children. They, they, they must come with their children. Even though if they will be late for what they are supposed to be doing in the church. Look how you have changed. You have, you have transformed as you, as you got children. As this, you have changed. But you have to ask yourself, that's what the Bible says, a faithful person, someone who is reliable, who, who, who can find? When it's about you, it's different. When it's about the things of God, it's also very different. Yeah. Yeah. Some so of you come and sit in church like you can't talk, you don't take pictures, nothing. We see your private pictures. So, you see, I don't know why you also make a mistake and put things on your status. I don't know why you, you, you behave like that. Because the status makes, make, makes people, maybe you don't care. Maybe you are a very wicked person or something. Because the Facebook and the social media, you show all the things that you are that in the church, you are, you are completely the opposite. It's like night and day. Somebody was saying something, something at like this church is too, we demand too much from people. I said, I said, I said, when we don't even demand things from people now, the days we used to demand things from people, that is when we were really building a church. Now that you are free in doing the things you do, look at how the church is. Ask which, which season do you prefer? You, you, you. Let me tell you, in, if you want to build a big church in Guyana, you have to demand. There's no company, princess, there's no company that wants to do a great production and get a great profits that will not demand from its workers. There's no successful company that doesn't demand from its workers. Tell me about it. Now, the church that God has given to you, look at this place. Now if we are going to fill this place, I shouldn't demand from you. I shouldn't demand from you. I shouldn't demand from you if you are going to fill this place. You have changed. You have changed. And it stinks. If you're going to feel this place, don't you think I need more of you than a Sunday? Come, he's slapping it. Come and see. All night. This. That. What can, that's, that's how I even became a bishop. And now, and now where we are at, I almost must be removed as a bishop. No, no, because now there's nothing around that that, that shows like a bishop. It's only the big building. There's no people. That's what it is. There's nobody. The number of people, Hebron, packed, packed, packed. Oh boy. I was demanding, yes, but that has all made us build. There is no business, there's no city, there's no country that moves forward without demand from the citizens and the people to push the development forward. I'm telling you, there's no place. Tax. Oh. 
Demand the check, demand for me. Now it's only Sundays. Apart from Sunday, what do you do? In this era, after Sunday, what do you, what do you really do? Then you say the check demands from me. The check doesn't demand from you. You have changed. And suddenly you have changed so much. God is wondering, if only you can remain faithful until giving the King James until death. Jada Greenwich, you were born into a very hard, demanding environment. Your mother was pregnant with you. Gave birth. The church, night and day. What was it? Was it? Was it? Was Zerina? Where is Zerina? Zerina, I remember it was Zerina who, who were in Wales. The Titi, if you remember Titi. Territory tickets. Oh, you are not part. Were you part of Titi? Ah. You are not part of Titi? You let know sister's village as, like, as the palm of, 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 of his hand. Beginning to end. This girl was pregnant. She told me that, Bishop, I, need, I, I want to ask for maternity leave. <laughs> yes. I said, sweetie, you will come to church until your water bag bursts. You are past me. <laughs> Your water bag must burst in the church right here, sir. Then we take you to the hospital. And when you finish, the next Sunday, you are back in church. We, 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 are, like, we are demanding from you this time. We are demanding. Tasha, were you not at home, sir? Are we demanding from you now? Now it's a very nice life. That's why the church is not growing because the people that God depended on they are, they, are, they are not reliable anymore. So I think that we are so blessed to have 31st fall on a Sunday so that it will have God inside of it. Because if it was a Saturday, mm, would have been coming from party last Friday night. <laughs> it wouldn't work. The party and the foolishness will mix it up. But because the defense is a Sunday, it, 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 it's even wrong to stay home this morning and come in the night. It's even very wrong. <laughs> but that's okay. It's okay for you. So God must be inside what we're doing. And there must be a reflection. Have I been faithful? Have I been faithful? Have I been reliable? You who used to bring people to church. You who used to preach every week. Yeah. 2024 is coming. If you are not dead, it means that God is giving you another chance. If God has finished with you, after church you will die. You will have even died before coming. You won't even come to church. But if you are alive, it means that there is another opportunity. Let's take advantage of it. Stand to your feet, please. Oh, that rugged cross, my salvation, where your love for life over me. And now, so cries out, hallelujah. 
such a simple way. Let us not enter 2024 in the way we ended 2023. Help us to be people you can choose. You said most people are not reliable. Let us be those few chosen, rare breeds that you can count on in 2024 and beyond. I give you praise. I give you glory in Jesus' name. For booking and more information on the ministry of Victor Collins, Please call us on 592-691-5301 or email us at shepherdhousegy at gmail.com. God richly bless you.